1: Welcome back to DFW Sports Station 105.3 The Fan. It's the get right here on The Fan. My name is Alec Medford, joined by Reggie Atatula. What up? And Rigo Mendoza, holding things down for you. The turn it on, leave it on listener. We appreciate you so very much for joining us here on a Monday night. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us through the Cowboys Hour with DeMarvian Overshown.
0: Wait, hold on. Sorry. Completely... I I understand that you're new to this and I probably should do this or not do this nearly as much. Um, but I'm very inclined to run a little bit of a wheels off show. Yeah and I realized on the truckwreck.com text line from the two one four pursuant to your conversation about how you know the parade just isn't quite hitting you the same. Yep. Uh, the two one four said uh, ninja turtles dancing to Bell Biv DeVoe at the parade was tight. And I was uh-huh. like, excuse me, that 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 sentence is a mad lib. You said what? <laughs> there was Ninja Turtles dancing to Bell Biv DeVoe, Devo, and nobody notified me about this? Why did nobody tell me? I thought y'all was friends. No. I, that feels like something I should be notified about. No, that feels like an acid trip is what that feels nah, like. No, I feel like that's, if that's an acid trip, it's a very mild one. That's fair. You know, I was like, I feel like if you're, if you're tripping on acid, we should be able to go to different places than, than <laughs> just, I would like to see the, the um, Ninja Turtles dance to Bell Biv DeVoe. 90s R and B.
1: I gotta see this video now. That, yes, that's right. If, that will be commercial break homework. There for you me. go. Yeah.
0: Very good. <laughs> um, and if before that time, before we get to the commercial break, you have that video on you uh, at Reg Attitude on Twitter. At uh, was it? It's Am on the F- Am on the radio. Alec on the radio. Alec on the radio. We'll get there. We'll get there. Sorry, I'm trying
1: I, to make all the socials the same now because they used to be all different. So I'm trying. to right. I'm in the process of changing all of them. Synergy to Alec on and the such. Radio. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm easy to find. You Mm -hmm, know, -hmm. uh, for the five people that want to hear more of my work, uh, I'd
0: appreciate that. And more of your tweets.
1: Yeah. uh, My tweets are kind of dumb. I'm just warning you now. That's what tweets are for. Yeah. They're nonsensical. Uh, It's not full Travis Kelsey level of just, I'm going to use this as a journal when I was 11, you know, and just say, nap time. You know, or
0: any of that. That's how Twitter was used at that point, though. Like, I feel it I feel like a great time. we got it. We got to acknowledge the ways in which Twitter has changed over time. Like now everybody's like, this is my place for my public statement as me as a brand. I have to speak on everything. And before it was just like, <laughs> I am I am just telling my thoughts are going on the Internet on this uh, diary that everybody else could see. Um, although everybody else is a very, very small subsection of people because not that many people were actually on Twitter when you consider the grand scale of things. That is true,
1: and now I kind of want to check that out sometime when I have a day off. Just go through my old tweets. Oh, that, that sounds like
0: a segment. Bring that. Bring that to Sharon Town tomorrow.
1: Okay, let's do that. You know what? I, I will as soon as I get home. I'm just gonna scroll all the way back. I think I made my account probably ten years ago. So very good. That's not bad. Yeah, not bad we'll, at all. We'll we'll see uh, what. Cra- it's probably just a bunch of wrestling tweets. We're being totally honest. I don't uh, doubt it. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's uh. Get into your headlines. Reggie. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. Before Reggie kicks me out of here and uh, doesn't let me lead the rest of the show, takes over my own segment. AM on the FM coming up on the other side. Uh, Returning to the the Knights uh, here on the fan. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But what I don't enjoy is this football game that's on our TV right now. It's Monday night football between the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. And the Bears actually went down the field and were able to kick a field goal. So. It is,
0: uh, oh, we didn't even get what... Uh, oh, they're kind of trying to do what uh, oh, Scott gross. Van Pelt likes to call a pitchy, pitchy-pitchy-woo-woo. They're doing it. Yeah, they um, are absolutely trying. And what I do love about what is ultimately now being uh, a failed attempt at pitchy-pitchy-woo-woo <laughs> is um, I do love that now we're putting an end to, uh, in a way, the feel-good story. And I, that's not the part that I like. Or I like that we've gotten away from the instance of, look... <clears throat> we doing too much on the, on the feel good story. And so we are the Vikings had won what four in a row at this point. And we were trying to, I think that not a lot of people to be fair, I don't want to straw man this, but there was a subsection of people that were trying to make this like Josh Dobbs was something special. Yeah. And it is incredible what he's been able to do. Just like walking into various buildings and giving them something and utilizing his legs. But look, that's, that's not a good Vikings team. We know it's not.
1: And we absolutely did too much. With it, I was one of them. I had way too much fun with it, and for all of two weeks, it should have been talked about. And now we are here where they are officially now losing to the three and eight, now four and eight Chicago Bears, 12 to 10, as it has gone final out there in Minnesota. So the Vikings suffer the home loss to a bad Bears team. And this is nothing that you want to go back and watch. Trust me. I mean, Justin Fields was 26 of 36 for 217 through the air. No touchdowns, no picks. Uh, He did rush for 60, though. A whole bunch of field goals was the action there. And then you did get one touchdown in the game. And... We did get a text from the 214 Alec, who won the fantasy matchup. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, so back to the scoring (laughs) in this game. Uh, TJ Hawkinson ended up scoring a touchdown in the effort. Just a few catches on the night, uh, five catches for 50 yards and that score. That was your only touchdown scored in the matchup, but uh, it did not do any good for the Minnesota Vikings as they fall 12-10 to the Bears. That game is final, and I'm so happy I can stop talking about it. That's it.
0: There you go. Very good. Um, Elsewhere around sports, um, in college football news, Mike Elko was announced today as the new Texas A&M coach. He previously uh, was the head coach at Duke for the last couple seasons, and he ended up there um, after he took that job. You know, previously he was the Texas A&M defense coordinator under Jimbo Fisher. So now Mike Elko takes over. He kind of has a history of being a guy that makes a little out of some, uh, play, makes a lot out of little, yeah. Um, through his tenure as a football coach, a college football coach, particularly head football coach, um, in his career, and so the idea being he's been able to make a lot out of programs that typically aren't supposed to be that good. Like hello Duke, right? A basketball school we all understand. They the the year before he took over, they were three and nine. He immediately came in and turned that around into a nine and four uh, program the next year. With largely the same personnel, and so the idea being, if he can maximize that level of talent, how much more can he do? With the levels of talent that Texas A&M have been consistently getting, you talk about go look at the recruiting rankings over the last few years. A&M has been getting great prospects; it just has not been coming together. In in no small part because Jimbo Fisher is a very like locked-in guy. He wanted to run his system, even when he brought in Bobby Petrino, um, a you know noted you know, offensive guy when it comes to college football, well-established offensive guy. And they still kind of did things the same. And so the idea being Elko will come in, in theory, and, you know, make more out of what this team has, which is a wealth of talent in the SEC.
1: Is this the move that you were making if you were in charge? Because I had a favorite. I'm fine with the Elko hiring because of the exact point that you said that, hey, there is a reputation of, you know, there's not going to be much stagnant air there. He's going to try to make something out of what he has. I, so I don't hate the move, but I did really hope that Jeff Trailer was going to get the nod there.
0: Jeff Trailer is interesting. Um, he gives you the connection as a former head coach um, in Texas football. He gives you the connection when it comes to recruiting. And that's one of the things that's been his, um, his calling card. I think that the recruiting portion is the part that they have down pat. Yeah, that's that's not really a problem. They are a national level recruiting um, program, and they've always had that. They need to make more out of that. And not to say that Jeff, Jeff Trail is incapable of that. Elko gives you a little bit more of that. And he has that Texas A&M tie because uh, on the truckwreck.com text line from 214, they mentioned why not Stoops um, being Mark Stoops, who is currently the head coach of Kentucky. That one got a little interesting because it did seem like he was going to be the head coach of Kentucky. It seemed like he had also even already notified the University of Kentucky that that was something that he wanted to do. And this is one of those things where college football is different than other sports because uh, there are parties that are not directly involved who absolutely you know, matter and make some things happen. And they, in this instance, there's a call boosters. Those are the people that pass the hat around and put all that money up for Jimbo Fisher to get gone. And ultimately they're the ones who are going to put all the money up to pay my, uh, Mike Elko's salary. They paid the 5 million that, um, that they needed to pay to Duke to let him out of his contract. Like those are the people that are going to have some portions of this. And they did not like the idea of Mark Stoops for whatever reason. Right. And maybe it's just like this, a name isn't sexy enough or what have you does not have the connection with AM and and their boosters because that access is part of what the boosters pay for. Yep. And so having Elko, who I imagine is more, you know, viewed more as AM guy and also has those bona fides, I imagine that's why they went there as opposed to Mark Stoops. So I thought it would be a great, a great hire. Um, but yeah, that's AM. Now on in theory, on a path to maybe play better football. We will see if Elko can get it done.
1: This is a great nugget just on you, you talked about putting the money up. Well, AM will surely be doing that. Texas AM owes at minimum a combined $119 million to head football coaches before 2031. They owe Jimbo Fisher $77 million and Mike Elko $42 million. And, of course, that can grow based on incentives for Elko. So almost $120 million in total, uh, just a little bit under in head coaching payments that they will be making until 2031.
0: Um, if I can give you some other uh, headlines on the night, uh, or on the day, I should say, DeRon Bland, and this this came through yesterday, in fact. But just wanted to make sure it was known, DeRon Bland is actually sending his cleats and gloves to the Hall of Fame mm. um, after he broke the record for pick sixes in a season on Thursday on Thanksgiving. Forty-five to ten was the win against uh, the Commandos. DeRon Bland uh, needed to, you know, commemorate that by sending to the Pro Football Hall of Fame his cleats and gloves from that game. But the ball that broke the record will stay with Deron Bland. So he will keep that memento. But the rest of those things, um, you know, the cleats, the gloves will be enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So shout out to that man. Second year already, one, made history. But two, is already in a way going to be in, you know, the place where football's highest honors uh, reside, which is Canton, Ohio.
1: That's so cool to see that. You know they I love when the Pro Football Hall of Fame does these things you know can we get a piece of this moment and it would be really cool just to uh, see the pictures of those immortalized there because what he has done in such a short amount of time this season has been so incredibly fun to watch and it it really didn't hit me until the next day when I sat there and listened to Jim Nance's call for maybe four or five times in a row and I was like we're really watching history yeah with, with this guy. Like Deron Bland, a mid-round pick out of Fresno State that everybody in the NFL was kind of looking over and the Cowboys scouts were like trying to keep him under wraps. They were so in love with him. Comes in, steps in. He's expected to be like a fill-in nickel guy and here he is playing essentially cornerback one for the Dallas Cowboys in lieu of Diggs' injury. It's just incredible what he's been able to do. I'm the biggest Deron Bland fan. Like, he's just so – and the the level of character that he carries with him, too. You hear it all throughout the locker room coming out of the star. This dude is so quiet. Yeah. He, and he's so happy to play football. He's just got the biggest smile on his face. And it's so weird for the cornerback position because we're so used to the Jalen Ramseys and to the Marcus Peters of the world. That Which, just, to be
0: fair, like, that position takes a lot of cojones to be able to play it. Yeah. And so I understand why you need that outsized level of – the outsized level of like bravado to play it. It's kind of, but it is incredible. And when you see some of those players that are a little bit more on the quiet side or that are able to also draw up that level of, you know, wherewithal and do it and shout out to 972. Cause I don't disagree with you. Uh, the idea that I guarantee he gets more of the season. It, it doesn't feel like he's done like the way that he's played. Um, and yes, two and four Jim Nance did really nail that cause. It happened uh, a little bit more college football stuff, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, this is a little negative for Deion Sanders in Colorado as Danny O'Neill joins Antoine Hill as another quarterback decommits from Colorado. And this is the tough thing when it comes to the Deion Sanders, is that when it was going good, I think everybody could have foreseen that it'd be really good when Deion was there. The tough part is now you're, you know, you're dealing with Shador Sanders, who currently has a fractured back. I don't know if you knew about this because I know some of the attention that Colorado has had has kind of gone away. And now this is a three-star recruiting quarterback uh, out of Indianapolis who had previously chosen Colorado over like Northwestern, Kentucky, Illinois, things like that. He's now decommitting from Colorado. And so Colorado has just eight high school commitments. And I understand that they, you know, they utilize the transfer portal and imagine they're probably going to continue to try and utilize the transfer portal. But one of the problems is like you need to bring in recruits in, of all types and one of the things also is i imagine these quarterbacks are decommitting in part because you look at the offensive line play and it's not been good and you've seen the way that dion is to kind of trash the offensive line understandably like they were not good but the people portions of this are necessary and so you look at the offensive line i don't know that they're recruiting a lot of offensive linemen and you can't necessarily portal an offensive line so if i'm a quarterback i also would look at that and go yeah i'd rather play it safe Looking a little tough for Dion and his Colorado Buffaloes at this point in the offseason. Or I guess, yes, the offseason as it just hit.
1: Is this a short-term fix or is this a long-term project for Dion? Like obviously we don't know how long he's going to stay sure. with Colorado because people were already trying to drum him up for AM's opening when That's that right. came up. But it let's just say that he was there for the next few years. Is this a short-term fix or is it something that hey, we're going to have to build on this and try to, you know, build up more NIL funds to try to get more recruits over oh, the buddy, next couple of years? That
0: sounds great. Right. We're just going to build up NIL funds. People have to spend that money. Exactly, and yeah. I like Colorado does not have the the booster base for that, yeah. right? Like it's these are the things that we tried to talk about before or early on in the tenure that I understand. Like they found they went and found the money to be able to pay him. That was one thing, right? Having the money to be able to put into NIL, like you have to have the structures to be able to do this. College football is one of those things that's very much based off of like the economics of the things around, than just can you coach and those types of things, right? Those are kind of determined. Your, your, your aptitude in a way and so he's done a lot with what he could right now. I think this is where it starts getting more difficult. Building a program is an entirely different thing and so on a certain level, yeah, he can still be successful. I'm not trying to say that this ends Dion's capability of being successful. That would be naive and stupid but the idea that this is going to just be him walking in and talking his way into this. No, no, no. There's there's a reason why Colorado has not had very many winning seasons. Why their you know, coaches are not having great tenures there and then moving along is because it's really tough to win there. And so shout out to him for getting those four wins that I think a lot of people did not anticipate to begin with. But to get the other four or try and push it to five, it's going to need to be another level of addition. And maybe the idea that you have some guys in that maybe you can hold on to and transfer some more people in, maybe that'll help you move this thing along. But it's, it's not going to be easy. And you've already had a coach resign earlier this week or last week, rather. And so I, look, I'm not trying to say that it's doom and gloom necessarily, but it's not an easy task winning in Colorado, and that's something we knew from the start.
1: It's incredible to see how things are unraveling out there. Just so many ups and downs so many twists and turns for Coach Prime and company out there in Colorado. Interested to see what happens next, but there's some of your headlines here on the Get Right on 105 Through the Fan. And coming up next, the truckwreck.com text line, is 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053 to answer today's question of the day because it's time for AM on the FM where we have that question of the day. Dave Grohl's friendly reminder to stay out of jail and UFC versus OnlyFans next.
0: Back here on the Get Right on
1: 105.3 The Fan. Alec Medford and Reggie Atatua Correct. with you until the top of the hour. The two of us will be back tomorrow. Full show 7 to 11 here on The Fan after the G-Bag Nation. The truckwreck.com text line is 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053 to answer today's question of the day because it's time for AM on the FM this button do please please do not push the button you have no idea what it Now, don't you dare touch that dial don't you dare do it because it is time for am on the fm here on 105.3 the fan you can also get involved On the Twitch and YouTube, twitch.tv slash DallasFanCam or 1053 The Fan on YouTube. And the question of the day uh, has to go with what I literally had to eat before I came up here for the show. Okay. The question is, now that it is colder outside, it's not cold, cold, but it's colder. Uh, And I was out there putting up Christmas lights and decorations yesterday for like two and a half hours. So I was freezing and I was thinking, hmm. I want some comfort food right now. What is your go-to comfort food whenever it's cold outside? Ooh. 877-881-1053, Twitch and YouTube, to answer the question of the day. That's a good
0: question. I think of late it's become chilly. Um, mm-hmm. Doing chili with some uh, cornbread, and that, that'll that make me feel good. That's, that's Yeah, that's become it of late. Um, I was going to say tea, but that just feels a little too
1: I'll like, take it honestly because one thing for me especially in the morning is coffee just because like when it's cold outside I I sleep upstairs so get the the cold really gets cold quick so I wake up and right when I get out from underneath the blankets it's like oh man I I, I need something warm so I get the coffee brewing Yeah, is, so is, is your house ahead
0: one ahead. of those houses where it's like we don't change the thermostat until it's really really cold is yeah. that what it, okay
1: yeah my yeah. dad's always been like that
0: I'm very much a nah what a, this needs to be whatever I want it to feel like. So <laughs> if it's starting to get there, that heat gets flipped on, we're going to yeah. turn this up to whatever degrees that it needs to be. It's gonna, Yeah, it's going to be in the right spot.
1: See, when I'm not paying the bills, I just, you know, nod my head and keep That's going. That's fair enough. Fair enough, right? Like, yep, 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 yep. So I'm just enjoying that luxury. While I still can, Rigo what is your uh, go-to comfort food whenever it's cold outside? Uh, it's probably soup nine times out of ten. I mean, probably like anything like pozole or menudo um the other one too is uh there's a specific brand
0: of hot chocolate um uh chocolate abuelita in in spanish so yep Yep. familiar have seen Mm -hmm. i've actually had
1: that surprisingly enough i've actually had it really what'd you think of it it was great yeah uh because at my old house growing up next door this kind of plays into reg's choice as well uh my next door neighbor uh, Justin was, is, still is my best friend ever. And his parents, his mom, uh, was born and raised in Mes- Mexico, so I tried, I tried a lot of those like, uh, you know, national foods and whatnot, and international tastes. So I was on that stuff early. And she would make that for us whenever I would come over. We would play like, football in the backyard when it's freezing cold. Come back inside, she would have it sitting on the counter waiting mm-hmm. for us. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And his dad would make this fantastic homemade chili that mm. me, me and my dad were like, how do you do this? Like, he even gave us the recipe and we still couldn't match it. Yeah, it you was didn't have just, the technique. Yeah, we <laughs> didn't have the technique. And just both parents in the Haggard household were fantastic. I'm sad I don't live right next door to them anymore, so I don't get that on a daily basis, but... Yeah, those were my go-to's when I was younger for sure. It, oh, was, it was fantastic. We're getting
0: some great answers in on the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053 on uh from the 972 they said legit Japanese ramen. Ramen's a good one. I think I I lean towards like pho. Yeah. Um and yeah. I mean ramen is great though. Uh that's a great answer in that place. Uh someone said my comfort food is deer chili. Have not had, need to have. That sounds fantastic. Uh from the 903 ch- chicken and dumplings. I like it. Okay. All right. I'm cool with it. Mine oh, for the most part. One more. Lasso says something that I I don't have enough, but I need to on uh, the Twitch. Gumbo.
1: Yeah. Yep. The thing for me is I talked about this. I, I kind of previewed this question with uh, our fan phenom, Blake, and uh, throughout Gumbo, and he had a great point. He was like, when I'm thinking comfort food, I'm not thinking of too much effort most of the time. I was like, you know what? I'm not either. Because a lot of the things when I'm thinking I want comfort food, it's, you know, like a 10, 15, maybe 20 minute process tops. So if it's available for me, absolutely. If it's already there. Yes. 1000% on some of the more complex things. Oh, y'all, are, time.
0: y'all are leaning heavy on this comfort. I'm just like, is it is it something that makes me feel good when it's hot? The, the amount of effort going in is not necessarily my That's consideration. Fair.
1: To me. Yes. I like I can cook and I will cook. It's just most of the time i'm up against some sort of clock sure you know so i'm just like whether it's class whether it's work or just other commitments i'm like i got somewhere to be let's make something quick and today before work i just had some good old-fashioned pasta and i am different varieties i just love pasta because in the origins of it is because growing up i was a distance runner so i needed those carbs there you go and the quickest way was just a bowl of pasta with, I, I changed the toppings up here and there to get some extra protein or whatever, or maybe some extra sugars or whatever. But yeah, pasta's always been my go to. Had some before I came up here, and that's why when I, right when I walked out of the elevator, I just got sleepy. I, like, <laughs> I, I, sh- I, I should not have done that. I really should. I was like, we got I, I got a plan to show, or a show to play See, I got a show to plan that's with right. Reggie. You know, I got a cross talk. I think you said great the first time. To yeah, be honest. I really didn't, but I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like I, I've got stuff to do. I, I still got to work. I was, and I was telling you pre show, I haven't done a night shift up here since baseball season. So I, I was like, yeah, eating will be a great idea before I leave, so I don't get hungry during the show. It is nope, important. I just wanted to take a nap right when I got up
0: here. So, that
1: tryptophan was hitting, huh?
0: Yeah. Wait. He didn't eat turkey, did he? It was. Was it. Was it turkey pasta? No. Okay.
1: No. But I uh, did have some leftovers earlier, though. I will there, that. there you go. There uh, yeah, so it's still processing. But uh, I do have some headlines I want to get to. Headline! Uh, that are not important at all, but they're fun to me. Uh, Dave Grohl, you know, the yes. legendary frontman for the Foo Fighters. Absolutely. Uh, grew up with that genre thanks to my parents. So Dave Grohl has a very big place in my upbringing. Sorry to and, anybody that that
0: made feel old. Yeah. It's not the intention.
1: Uh, Ed... I mean, I, I was definitely raised around some older music too, so I, I'm very glad that I was because I would be lost without some of this. But uh, Dave Grohl is one of my favorite people on the planet because he's just like us. Like, he's such a simple human. Yeah. I mean, didn't he teach himself by ear how to drum yeah. as well? Like, like always
0: he's, fantastic. To think about that.
1: He's literally just like us. He's just one of those guys. So uh, he did some sort of like pre-show concert at the Abu at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix and you know there's More a money yeah there's a lot of different you know cultural differences out there and things that can get you in a lot of trouble that won't necessarily overhear sure so during his set he literally in between songs peeled off a sign to show fans his friendly reminder to himself so he doesn't get multiple years in prison mm-hmm. peels it up off the ground and it is a landscape piece of paper that has two lines and it says no cursing no cursing in all caps and he showed it to the audience as his friendly reminder because a lot of the things he says during shows can get him prison time that's right out there in the
0: UAE I, I do love when folks are you know like doing the, the the travel flexing like oh look at all these places that I'm been and I'm, I'm going yep. and I'm like that one in particular, like especially in the Middle East, and this is not like a shot to the Middle East because there's lovely places to go. It's just like, all right, just make sure you're on your p's and q's, mm-hmm. right? Because like it could go from a vacation to a different type of stint that you don't want it to be. Um, and of course, there's a lot of places, right? Like I guess I should just open this up. Wherever you're traveling, how about you know the customs, right? Like yes. you will not get you will not get a ton of leeway just because you ain't from here. Uh, so you always want to be careful but no matter where you're going. Be you know be real <laughs> considerate in that way. Yeah, just I guess. Don't want- the One that it just always comes to mind because uh, there's been certain instances recently that have called yeah. this.
1: Memory. Just don't act up in other people's homes, essentially. That's you right, know? J- just be on your best behavior and you'll be okay most of the time, if not all of the time. Just be a
0: decent human. Shout out to our Twolos that are uh dealing with the fact that uh nirvana in this way is kind of referred to as old by you. Um, shout out to y'all,
1: yeah. I mean. I spent a lot of time listening to my dad's old eight tracks and stuff. So mm, eight tracks, I, yeah. No, like I was very behind on the technology up until like high school because I just enjoyed it so much. I loved living in the VHSs and in the eight tracks and the vinyls. So Look my at you dad also. Like yeah, I just I loved it. I really did. Like. I think up until like 12 or 13, I was playing with my dad's work pager because I thought it was
0: cool. That's right.
1: You know, from like 2004. Look (laughs) at
0: this this steampunk uh, technology. I I thought it was so cool.
1: Yeah, like all of that. Like I kept so many of those things just because I thought they were cool, even though I had a whole iPhone in my back pocket, you know, and I was just messing with those because like (laughs) this is cool. This is old. I like it. Uh, So not to age any of you guys. I'm sorry. Someone in the Twitch did say that they had never seen me before earlier. And I look like a baby, but I sound like an old pro. I appreciate that. Hopefully that holds up over the years because, uh, yeah, I still get ID'd. I still get ID'd. That's a good thing.
0: And you should. Yes. And you should. Can I stop real quick on the IDing front? Yes. I do find it hilarious, like the people that like get mad about getting carded. Yeah. Because I'm like, that person's just doing their job. Yeah. Like, this is not as much, a, you know, a judgment of you and your looks or whatever. That person's just supposed to card. Yeah right like that's just so yeah i mean don't don't take it personally just hand them the card, and we can keep moving and trust
1: me like i'm a regular at some of these places like the pluckers in arlington out in the highlands oh that place is
0: a monster work at
1: yes and trust me i'm there a lot pretty much once a week with the boys and they see me all the time and they still card me and i've never gotten mad about it it's just like the boys will laugh be like Haha. you know you still get id'd it's like hey man that means i look young
0: Honestly, that's just because the boys are gonna laugh regardless. That's what I mean. They
1: they always are. Uh we can laugh about this. Uh UFC's Ailen Perez, a fighter over there that isn't exactly high up in the ranks to, you know, get all the showtime and make all the money uh out of the big purses and the big fights. Wait, hold
0: on. There are people in the UFC that make all the money?
1: Yeah, that's I'm, news I'm just, to me there. You know, there's some that go into business for themselves with the advertising and whatnot. So, you know, she's making some smaller amounts in, you know, the grand scheme of things. So uh, she ended up getting a win in UFC's Vegas 82 uh, matchup with Lucy P- uh, Pudilova. That's my best attempt. Very good. And my one and only attempt.
0: I'm not going to pretend like I know. Pudilova. How about mm-hmm. that? That Sounds that, great. That sounds better.
1: Yep. Uh, so this was on Saturday. Uh, It was a unanimous decision win against her, um, and she proceeded to handstand on the cage and twerk. And then she announced on social media afterwards that she had an OnlyFans page. That's good work. And she made it free to subscribe to, but she had donations open. Interesting. So the numbers comparing this to uh, what she made for the fight versus what she made... 24 hours after the fight. She says she made $24,000 for the fight. That was before any of the sponsorship money was received for the fight as well. After the fight, after twerking and promoting her OnlyFans page and opening it up to the public, Mm -hmm. she made $30,000 in in tips and donations on her OnlyFans.
0: Look, that's, that's what we call going into business for yourself. Yes. Um that's that's incredible like that's look that's smart business
1: that's smart business like i can't knock it that is fantastic work
0: although the only thing that i question is like i feel like people would have bought in if you just went ahead and did it with the regular uh you know membership yeah but look you, you let people get in get a little taste see what's happening uh shout out shout out to you shout out to the folks supporting an independent uh entrepreneur yeah uh huh. We support small businesses. <laughs> what was it? What was a it, small? It's uh, you get Black Friday, you get small Cyber Monday. Saturday. Is it Small Business Saturday? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. And the fight was
1: on Saturday. There you <laughs> go.
0: That's exactly what it was. Small it Business works Saturday. Out.
1: Man, look at us as a as a community. We we are growing. This is great. Loved that
0: yeah. up, and you guys uh, dunked it down. Yeah. yeah. Real, real quick, uh, let's turn this. Yeah, from the nine seven two. I-, I see you though. <laughs> Maybe that uh, that has some level of pertinence. And you know this is a great text from the four six nine. They just want to know what the name was again, so that they can avoid it, right? Yeah. Like, uh, we know what to avoid.
1: Yeah. Uh, you're totally not going to do your research later tonight. Uh, Ailyn Perez is her name. Ailyn Perez. A i l i n. Yes. Very good. So, uh, go uh, avoid her. Go, That's right. Go mute her name on Twitter. We, we
0: would not encourage you to go do any level of googling or searching on Twitter yeah. or donating. We we're not we're not telling you to do those things. Yeah. No. But we also can't tell you to not to.
1: Yeah, we can't tell you what to do. We're just uh, we're just here. We're just talking. That's AM on the FM. That's literally what it is, just talking, just chatting. <laughs> the fan, So I see your face. Uh, what did you peep?
0: No, there's an interesting story told about a, a friend of ours that went to, or a, a tolo of ours that went to Thailand. They said, speaking of customs, to be aware of uh, in other countries, they're in Thailand. Long story short, Put their feet up to relax. Not a lot of people around, but the few that were immediately kind of freaked out and told them that it's disrespectful to show the bottom of your shoes or feet. He had his shoes on, but you know, See? felt bad.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it can be the things that are so little to you, uh, that are every day. It's crazy. The differences compared to our culture. Yeah,
0: man. Don't go around showing that peace sign in Australia. Things oh like that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a no no. Yeah, but yeah, uh yeah.
0: what is happening next is the final call on the get right. This segment of The Get Right is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Just announced Classic Chevrolet and Grapevine's one-time trailblazer
1: offload. A limited supply of new trailblazer models will be sold direct to the public below market value. See them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. Don't wait. The best sell fast. Classic Chevrolet. Find new road. One final time here on The Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Alec Medford and Reggie Atatula here with you for the next 10 minutes or so and then you can wake up with uh, Sean and Bobby tomorrow at 5.30. KNC Masterpiece 10-2. The G-Bag Nation 2-7. And then us two again for the Get Right Full Show 7-11 to tomorrow. That's why you turn it on and leave it on 105. three. The Fan. But it is time for the final call before we get up on out of here. And again, if you missed... Monday night football action. You did not miss yeah, much of anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. You spent your time well today.
0: Well, I don't, I, I don't know that I can definitely say that you spent it well, but you avoided one I of can. the pitfalls that could have been uh, with your time. I, I don't know what they did. They might have done something that was not spending their time well, but you definitely avoided one of the possible pitfalls, which would have been watching Monday night football, uh, the Bears and the Vikings play what was not a fun game to watch.
1: 12-10 to 10 is the final the Bears advance to four and eight with the win. The Vikings fall to 500, six and six with Josh Dobolina, I mean, Joshua Dobbs, uh, who was not good. Even though he did throw the only touchdown of the game, he threw four picks. Not <laughs> what you want. Not great for a quarterback, but the Cinderella story of Josh Dobbs, this feel good story that, you know, kind of got turned into something way more, showed to be just that today.
0: Yeah, uh, look. He clearly has like the the mobility that makes his good. You know, he has a certain level of uh, ability to. I mean, he throws a pretty good ball and all these things, but there's no mistaking him for like a good quarterback in this league. Yeah. And understanding that like that level of that level of quarterback, there's very few of those, right? So I don't I don't really view that as like particularly an insult to him. But there's a reason why he's kind of bounced around and been like a third quarterback and such. Is like that's the level of play that you get from him. Except, like, if you really need something to pinch, he seems to be good at stepping in in a pinch and giving you something. Um, they're no longer in a pinch, right? Like, they are just kind of depending on him to be their quarterback. And also, some of this isn't him itself. Like, the Minnesota Vikings were not a good team last year when they were, like, 8-1 and one at home and they were had a whole bunch, a whole hell of a lot of one-score victories. And you've seen that kind of turn around a little bit this year. And so there's there's a lot of different things that are factoring in with all of this with the, the Vikings. Uh, ooh, I imagine it's not fun to lose to the Chicago Bears, though.
1: <laughs> it can't be fun because that is not a good team out there with Matt Eberflus running things for the Bears. And you mentioned the Minnesota Vikings of last year. It feels like, to me, for my money, that uh, narrative, that character of the 2022 Minnesota Vikings has gotten up, left, and it is headed to the city of brotherly love, to the Philadelphia Eagles changed my mind
0: oh that's interesting because that feels very different right that was a team that was bad that was kind of getting away with it the Eagles are a good team that are kind of leaning upon some of those things putting that together at the end of games like obviously there's there's still some similarities in there and I'm not going to you know fail to acknowledge that but there are definitely good things in here and there's definitely things that with the Eagles like Some of it is you have different coordinators and you saw them go through instances where they were trying different things. And you're like, Hey, why don't you work on the? Why don't you do the things that, you know, work with this particular team. And you've seen them kind of tap back into some of that stuff. Um, but I, I am interested to see like this continue to be tested. Right. Because if you do believe this to be some level of luck, which does, you know, does exist when it comes to like sports, right. There's some level of, you know, you got some good fortune in some instances. Um, does that at some point then get to a place where, you know, you lean back on the ways in which they're playing tight games and this kind of normalizing into some of these games not going their way? We'll be seen. I mean, it remains to be seen. And I may, I imagine the Cowboys want to be one of those teams, if not, you know, the first of these teams to make that clear that, hey, no, nah, this team is not only gettable, that someone can actually do it outside of that one team that made made it happen for the Eagles this year.
1: Yeah, the Eagles are absolutely the better of the two, comparing them to the 2022 Vikings. But, you know, it just scares me the way that team is playing football, the brand of football, that it's not going to be sustainable later on in the postseason. That's what scares me for them. And, you know, a good thing for Dallas, obviously. I'm not trying to take a Cowboys perspective from it. It's just the one-score games don't really work in your favor at that point in the postseason because – even against the what you would consider inferior opponents if you're going against a lesser seed like the Eagles certainly will be then you can still find yourself in hot water because it's a different ball game in the postseason we saw it in baseball this year you know with the Texas Rangers even it teams play harder teams play different a new approach and then you saw it last year with the Vikings getting bounced by a nine win Giants team. That's just how it works in pro <laughs> sports, is, you know, weird things happen. So I, sure. I, it's just if I want to believe in them more, which I don't personally, but if I were, you know, I want to see something a little more flashy. It doesn't, they don't have to burn the world down every single game, but there's a lot of close football games, man, yeah. especially against the premier talent in the league, like we just saw with the Buffalo Bills going into overtime. There's still wins. Like at the end of the day, they're still 10 and 1. Yeah. That's still a really good football team. It just worries me down the road. It's going to be interesting to see how they hold up uh, when it comes deeper into the winter.
0: Yeah, I think when it comes to like the they just win is that sometimes that can obscure you from do they have the capabilities to do the things that constantly, you know, uh, create winning. Yeah. And so with the Vikings last year, it was like they're getting wins, but they're not get, they're not showing you that constant the abilities that you that could be pre- uh, that can predict winning in the future. The Eagles do have those things, but either both bona fides in the past and you still see the things. It's like, Oh, that will be conducive to winning in the future, even though they're doing it in a slim margin. I think that ends up being the difference, but ultimately this is still in every, any given Sunday type of league and they're existing very much in that space. So you hope that they can get got in a few instances. Uh, What will be getting got in this bowl season in college football um, is apparently a pop tart mascot. So are you familiar with what was previously called the Cheez It Bowl? Yes, and I'm mad that it's gone. Well, fear not; it will be replaced by the Pop Tarts Bowl. What are we doing? Um, and very important news in that brought to us by Nick, Nicole Arbach of um of The Athletic. The Pop Tarts Bowl will have its first ever edible mascot. So, according to the bowl, when the when the final whistle blows, the winning team will be celebrating by taking a bite of the giant pastry mascot and. So, we're gonna watch like some weird. It's not cannibalism because like it's not a human or anything, but it's like weird idea of them taking a bite of a mascot.
1: I don't like that.
0: I no, I don't either. I feel very uncomfortable with the thought. Also, like, how are they going to have this mascot be edible? Is this like an edible suit that this person is having to wear? That's what like, I'm wondering. It's very uncomfortable to think yeah. about. exposed Exposed expose to elements. What happens if they have to sit down? <laughs> are they doing push-ups like uh like uh puddles the oregon duck like what's what, what's happening with this mascot
1: as a grown man i i don't know if i want these giant college football players just coming up to me taking their helmets off and biting me that's just no Alec, I, and at our height it's not suitable it's not conducive it's just i don't get it
0: yeah i, I don't either Um, However, you know what? Sometimes bowl season needs to get something. There needs to be something that uh, gets you drawn in, particularly if we're not talking about New Year's Six games or if we're not talking about playoff at this point. I imagine that uh, if for no other reason than to see the mascot get uh, bitten into, you might check out the Pop-Tarts Bowl (laughs) coming to a television near you this bowl season.
1: No, it's not going to be on my television. Uh, From Lasso on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash Dallas fan cam. Uh, saying we both ha- hands down have the best set of locks on the station. Um, oh, well, we're talking just hair? Yeah. Let's
0: see. Uh, well, I mean, we got a lot of bald happening at the station. Yeah, we do. It is true. Uh, Chiafalo got, you know, some flowing hair when yeah. it comes down to it. Um,
1: I think as a combination, though, we might have the best. Okay. Yeah, I, right. I, I think that's I think that's a true statement. I appreciate you a lot. So.
0: Very nice. Appreciate it. Well, Reg, I had fun.
1: You want to do this again tomorrow? Sounds good. Let's do it. Let's do it a full show. 7 11, The Get Right will return with myself, Alec Medford, and Reggie Atatula here on 105.3. The Fan Reminder that Mike McCarthy will be on with the morning show tomorrow at 6. So you won't want to miss that followed by Jerry Jones later on the show. So until tomorrow, this has been The Get Right.
0: Y'all be easy.